WIW iRadio 76 proudly presents the 515 Show with your host, John Sarver. Who's at the 515 door today? Well, it is somebody that likes to drink some water. <laughs> I love water. Yeah, I'm telling you, it sounds like he's at a bar, but he's not. It is Ron Youngblood, of course, of London Township. Hi, Ron. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good now that I'm home into some air conditioning. How are you, John? I was going to say some roasty, toasty versions, but I understand it's hot outside, and that's why we don't go out. <laughs> it's hotter in tight bathrooms when you're doing remodeling and they ain't got air conditioning. Amen, brother. Oof. All right, now, we know that it's... Um, Roasty toasty time, and you probably would like to go sit on a nice big iceberg somewhere. But do ask a, a couple of questions we got coming out right now, and things are changing. And as as well as everybody knows here in our listening audience, is that Mr. Youngblood has been with us for a couple of times now, because when we first started, I mean, think about this like a lens and a camera. Everything was really blurry, and then every single time that Ron's been on, it's been getting. More in focus, more in focus, more in focus, because right when we think we have it in focus, <laughs> yeah, sometimes the focus kind of loses itself. However, what we're doing is, uh, Ron, tell them what, the, what you do for the township. Uh, well, I'm a zoning administrator and a code enforcement officer. Right, so if anybody's going to know anything about anything, this is the gentleman right here from the township. Now, here's the question as we go along. All right, so now we're down, let us say we are down to two buyers, okay? Now, everybody in the brother, I heard he's on the two. No, we're using that as an example, friends. All right? As you well know, at CKWI Radio 76, we don't jump on the bovine scatology bandwagon. You know, it's like when we can confirm it, we will tell you firsthand. We'll be pleased to do so. But now, Ron, say that there's two owners, and so now um, uh, Mr. Finling goes, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, it's you, you're the winner, Mr. Smith. You have won, um, you, you can buy Mylan. All right, so now they come down, knock on your door, Ron, and they go, hello, Ron, how are you? My name's Mr. Smith. I own Mylan. What do I have to do before I can run my first race because I won't insult your intelligence by thinking just because I won, or I, you know, I won, quote-unquote, Mylan, I bought Mylan, that I can instantaneously open up the gates and start running right now. Well, yeah, that would be a silly idea. Um, but they probably still will come in and try to think so. Um, <laughs> no, first thing is certificate of occupancy. They're going to have to, I'm going to tell Mr. Smith, um, or Mr. Whomever, certificate sure. of occupancy. There's been claims, of course, made in court by, I believe it was the Kapoka's attorney, safety concerns to the tune of several hundred thousand. Um, when we went on on an initial, just kind of a rough inspection, uh, we saw wires exposed and heard. I had people emailing me after the first time I was on with you yeah. um, from Tennessee or somewhere else in Michigan, some other state, about how horrid and abhorrent the bathrooms were in addressing issues they had as, as patrons. Um, which were of safety concerns for myself as well, and as our building official and the other people involved in any position in the township with any authority um, on those kind of matters. 
So the certificate of occupancy inspection has to happen before there's volunteers show up to start working. Um, volunteers show up to, or, or whomever, paid employees show up to start cleaning and redoing a bathroom. However they want to do it, they got to have that certificate of occupancy before those gates open. You know, there was a question, and we got plenty of them here, and I'm going to paraphrase all of them for you because <laughs> some are a little long-winded. But it's the whole story, some of the stuff goes back to the volunteer um, help, which is great. You know, and man, if you can get volunteer help, tip of the hat, son. But oh, yeah. do do they have to because people are on the premises? I mean, and if they're working, like say they're building bathrooms and stuff, do those people fall under certain rules or something, like OSHA rules or something? Or uh, well, if they're building bathrooms, it's definitely going to be um, the building code, the residential building code, plumbing code, and then anything for the health department. So if you're building a bathroom, where you, where is it going to? Is it going to an existing septic? Is it a septic that's been tested? Is it a busted septic? Those are issues that I think is a, with the age of the dragway that need definitely need to be addressed. So if they come in for the certificate of occupancy first, our inspectors, and that, that, they shouldn't assume what's busted and what's not. They should come ask the experts. And we should get the certificate of occupancy inspections rolling. So the, let's say the electrician goes in and goes, this panel's going to kill somebody. Look. But they want to notice because they're not electricians, and here they are setting up a kitchen or a shop, and somebody's going to get zapped. Or they, they find out that the septic's collapsed and crushed, and now it's leaking into the it's leaking up and out of the. However, the, I'm not the plumbing inspector. However, that stuff works, leaking up into the ground. Those are things that they should, and, and it's a, it's the most inexpensive part. I mean, they're dropping however many millions on a racetrack. We're the cheapest part and the most secure part. Because we're giving you the permissions that you're going to be able to hold and operate with 100% certainty that your patrons are safe, your racers are safe, you're safe. And you're providing the best of what you can provide safely to the public. Yeah, because, I mean, we're looking at, we should do a, a good, better, best kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. everybody, well, not everybody, there is a segment of friends who don't understand that Mr. Smith just can't get you know sign the deal at noon and one o'clock be racing that is that will not happen at the Milan dragway only because of i don't know I want to call it the capulca clause or whatever when they said in court and that is one of the big circley things that we've done here for ever since the, the first court thing is that when the capulca lawyer stated in court that it was not a safe uh place to be you know to be able to drag race that it let's go this way ryan if if the kabulka uh, lawyer never said that how would have things changed or would it um had they not said that somebody else would have said it and brought it to our attention i'm sure some other fan somebody okay. has been hurt or had concerns would have brought it to our attention we'd probably be in the same spot we are now all right so but giving us uh, giving the authority um and Using that, I could I, I could have used any other complaint from or concern of any other person, you know. Okay, so it didn't just have to be because the lawyer said that. If it, as opposed to saying if he never would have said that, then they could have opened up the gates thirty minutes after they signed the, the papers. All right. So evidently, that when no matter how that went, you still couldn't been able to open this thing up 
without having an inspection. Now, when it comes to an inspection, how do you do this? Because does the the uh, does London Township have their own plumbing inspector? Do they have their own electrical inspector? How does that work? Yeah, we have all the inspectors. Uh, they're in house. We our building official brought them. We hire them. So the building official, these are his guys. Um, I talked to our electrical inspector. Um, he's a local guy, and he will be, what's it, I think it's 50 bucks per half hour, and he thinks a project that size is going to take him six hours. He's going to go look through and make sure things are safe. Uh, what's not safe, he's going to tag, and he's going to put it on the fix-it list. And then once it's all fixed, he comes back out, checks what's on the fix-it list, signs off, and they're done. Um, he, from what talking to the other people involved, they don't think it's going to be as bad as people want to think because it's government. <laughs> they really don't think it's going to be that bad. Okay. Um, it's the cheapest. It's going to be the cheapest part of the whole process because um, they're going to spend a lot of money initially, bringing the track up, right? Making the buildings look. I mean, unless you want to run it in, in the way it looks. I mean, God, I wouldn't want that on camera and, and have my name attached. I want to have a little more pride about it, right? But the bottom line is, they're going to go in there and they're going to make it safe. Yeah. They're going to point out to these people stuff that they're not going to notice. Um, or maybe they will notice and maybe they try to slip by. We don't know. I'm not going to think that that's what they will do. I'd like to think they'll do the exact opposite and they'll make a phone call. Right, because, and, and I'm just reading something off the hotline here at CKWI Radio 76, and I guess that they're, the listener is looking for a clarification. If um, the electronic or the electric uh, engineer goes through the whole thing and says, okay, um, this is, we're tagging a, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. Does A, B, C, and D, every single one of those things have to be fixed before he'll sign off on his? Or is there like a good, better, best, you know, take care of this now, this is kind of a gray area, and in 90 days take care of this? Or does everything have to be fixed at one time? If they, have, if they want the discretion to make it a temporary, issue a temporary certificate of occupancy, they can do that if certain things are made maybe more of a code issue in less of a safety or it's been so so say they have a small outbuilding has got power the power panel on the inside has issues let's just say it's issues i don't want to speak like an electrician that's not my stick sure. um <laughs> and then they go well look here's what i'm going to do we're going to approve you got a b c and d we're going to go ahead you can wrap this up with some caution tape and make sure it's not accessible and you have so many days okay that's the good better best all right yeah because i you know think what they're looking for is the really egregious stuff the stuff that really you know those sparks in the corner there that's unusual maybe we should fix those yeah. <laughs> as opposed to this looks a little bit janky maybe we should look into this because I'm, I'm pretty well sure when they do those inspections here's everything that you have to fix mm-hmm. I, and i don't know i mean obviously there would be stuff that would need to be fixed right right now you know as opposed to whatever else. All right, so now we got the electrical guy away. How about the plumbing folks? Same thing. Wow. You know, if he walks into a bathroom and the toilets are broken and there's stuff backing up, yeah, that's not going to be something that where you're going to say, you can occupy, you know, you can occupy, just get that fixed. Yeah. What's, the, what's the likelihood when you got 500 people or I don't know what they draw, 10,000 people, <laughs> and then they start going in and taking a leak in a bathroom because that's the only place to go if it's filling up with poop or not. 
highly unlikely, right? It's a worst case scenario, but that's what we don't want is we don't want the worst case scenarios. We don't want people coming and going, how the hell did you ever let this thing open up? Look what I took pictures of in an age of social media crying out loud. They're going to be in there. They're going to look, something bad's going to be seen and we're all going to look stupid. You know, we're all going to look like it's, it's the same old game, same old crap. And our guys are very fair, very knowledgeable, very reasonable. And they know it's about safety. They're not going to go in there and nitpick. If it's a violation, it's an obvious violation. They're not going to tell you why. It's not code, but I think you should have a toilet paper holder. I'm not giving them that. To, they're not petty like that. There are guys around the area familiar with the dragway. There are people that bring their integrity to the job. We got a good bunch of inspectors that want to see them operate. Yeah, they want to see it. They're not out to hurt them. They're not out to harm them. They're out to nitpick. Once it's safe, they're good. Yeah, but let us overemphasize that these guys aren't going to look the other direction because they're local. Absolutely not. No, I mean that's absolutely not. Integrity comes first, and that's what we're you know talking about. If you have no bathrooms, you know, or say all these bathrooms are not operable. You know, I mean, can they come in with the uh, porta potty situation as a temporary uh, thing just to get running? I would be fine with that. I believe our building official would be, although I won't speak to him, because it's about having a place to use a bathroom. It's about sanitation. Right. right? So that would seem feasible to me. Um, if that was fine for the Monroe County Health Department, I'd have no problem with that. I want to see tickets, dump tickets, or when they get cleaned up. You know, I don't want to hear any complaints of, oh, my God, they were overflowing, not able to be accommodated. But I'm sure there's a number in the health, with the health department on how many porta potties for how many people they think they'll draw, you know. Yeah, because I, I think it almost in a perfect world, whether we go into there or we don't, is that the vibration you hear from some folks, and I do mean some folks, and that is the minority of folks, say, look, you know, they don't understand you can't open up the gates 25 minutes after start racing you can't do it folks it ain't going to happen that that part is how the real world goes but what they're looking for is if this thing sells by uh where we at august so if it sells by september you know then okay september it is can you start racing how how fast would it take to have all the inspections done so Mr. Smith can take a look at his electrical, look at his uh, plumbing, look at whatever else, put all those papers in front of him and go, let's go, folks. we got to hustle this up. I would push that with our inspectors to be done as fast as humanly possible. Um, right now, just on basic inspections of uh, mechanical, any one of our inspectors on any inspection, um, is anywhere between 24 and 72 hours for them to get out to the job, get out to where they have to go get the inspection. And that's usually on the, sm- the, the quicker side. You know, that's on the quicker side of, of time getting out there to get that inspection. So I don't see on the, from us, the engineer, because the engineer does have to be involved. He may be a few more weeks. But so say by September, so it's just for the sake of argument, September 1st, they go, Ron, here's that escrow money that was in this buyer package you mentioned. Let's get these inspections rolling, can we? Then I think within two weeks, we'd have every inspection either done or scheduled. By October, they'd have all their lists uh, handed to them and probably working on what needed to be fixed or fixed. And then there's a good chance, as long as we get all that done, they could maybe run an official race prior to November. 
All right, but that'd be awfully close. I mean, if you tight, it's tight schedule. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's like again one of those really if everything goes well things. So mm-hmm. to clarify, if Mr. Smith says I bought this, it's September one. Guys, let's get everything going. All right, so then once he goes at September first to London Township, and then London Township is ready, and they could conceivably, if they go like wildfire, get everything back to him by October 1st so Mr. Smith can make the repairs rapidly, mm-hmm. you know, then, all right, so then it's up to Mr. Smith after October 1st how fast you can go, but then again, how egregious is everything. A lot of folks, I shan't say a lot of folks because it's, it's just a few that can look through the fence and go, well, everything mm-hmm. looks good now. Yeah. Well, yeah, it all looks good on the outside. You don't know about the inside. Yeah, and as much as you said you before, know? when you walked in, and this was like, a, what, a month ago or so? You know, you yeah. saw some stuff that made you go, hmm, I don't think so. Yeah, benches. Um, no, definitely didn't look safe. Uh, look, somebody was going to fall backwards or fall over, get a metal shard in the, the rear end. But <laughs> that wasn't very convincing. Um, those, to me, are easy fixes, fast fixes. And if, you, if you're going to dump that amount of money on there and you have enough loyal volunteers or you're paying folks and you got your materials all lined up because everybody that's going to be bidding on that and buying it's probably already walked through it and has an idea. You know, they have an idea from listening to these conversations and I've spoke to many of the potential buyers and told them the same things I'm telling you. And if they act like they don't have an idea after all that, then maybe they have something else going on with with, with the way they think. But yeah, no, it's 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 going to be. I if September first is the day, September second, they get it. And what I well, even you know to back up a little, I don't know why the receiver hasn't started this ball rolling a little while ago because it could have done had all that taken care of for these people. Yeah, I mean, but then again, you have, and now you bring in another wrinkle into this, Ryan Youngblood, is that you also know real estate, don't you? Yeah, not to this scale, but I do have a license. <laughs> I am a licensed realtor. <laughs> All right, so uh, what we're saying is the chances of uh, Mr. Feinling go, Mr. Smith, it's September 1st, it's noon, you're the lucky bidder, right? Mm-hmm. And so normally you don't just give like a big old bag of cash to Mr. Findling, and he counts it out in front of you, and then he gives you the deed. There's other things that have to go on here, isn't there? Yeah, closing. Yeah. Verifying the funds and making sure all that's good. Well, if that's something, because, you know, you do bring up a really good point that sometimes I overlook, especially when I'm thinking about zoning. Um, If Findling would allow them to, if that's the case, or Findling's going to go ahead of the receiver, I should say, and the core allow them or themselves do it, they can start that process prior to. Sorry, I'm getting ice. I'm still thirsty. Yeah, I was going to um, say, you want to wait a second? We can we can hang on here for just a moment. <laughs> um, no, that they can do that. Because, you know, we, we're, we're fair. We want to see the race fans get what the race fans want. Our ordinance allows them to do it. We're not going to stop it. Um, and if that's the case and finally's fine with it, then they can start doing a certificate of occupancy. I don't know why, I mean, thinking back on it, finally could have done it. Maybe it made it a little more worthwhile to a buyer if it was already done. 
So that's been stated in everything. The buyer's packet, radio show, talking to the buyers of what's necessary. Yeah, because... Not it, to sound ill towards Mr. Feinling in any way, shape, or form or question his judgment, but... Yeah, because some folks are getting happy feet now, but, I mean, the real-life term... Oh, let's go this one, too. I'll wait to... Are we done with the ice? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just shaking it in the bottle now. We're done. I'm not... No more ice. We know. <laughs> You can hear that? Oh, hell yes, you can. Yeah. Down near my ankles. Yeah, it's uh, the folks from Syria are going, gee, that sounds good. Oh, boy. <laughs> Anyways, what, ha change. <laughs> yeah, what, what happens is that, you know, there was uh, folks that, that are thinking, okay, there is that, that strange clause that was going around and around about if they get this in before the last race of last year, then they don't have to go through a lot of this stuff. We can go racing. You know, let's say that the last race was ran November 1st. If we can get mm -hmm. it in by October 31st, then, you know, we can skate. I mean, is that true? Yeah, you're talking the cessation of the nonconformity section in our nonconformities uh article in the ordinance yeah so basically they can run the race the same way same manner as they did prior to november after the certificate of occupancy course and that locks in the nonconformity. however doing that is more of a detriment to their ownership and what they can do and how they're going to do with the dragway if they remain in nonconformity, they they can't have municipal support the municipality can't do anything to encourage them to thrive you know, and then if they want to expand, go bigger, say one of the examples I like to use is they come in and go, we're going to race electric cars or electric trucks. Nope. You have to go before the planning commission now. Your own nonconformity, you can only operate the way you've been operating prior to your ownership. So they'd have to go back and as if they just bought it, just now built it, just now did it, go before and get approvals. All right, because I think what's going on is to the folks that are sitting on their porch talking to their pals mm -hmm. is if this whole scenario works that if they can beat the clock, get the race in before November 1st. And again, I don't want to see this on Facebook tomorrow. He said November 1st. We're using this as an example. It's easier to use these days. Tell them all you want. They're still going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways... It's just an example, people. Um, it's They still have to, even if they did that, all right, the snow is falling. It's November 2nd. We got the one race in. Yay, kids. You know, it's going to be 20 feet of snow till March. Now, the thing that you always have said is like, yeah, okay, you beat the clock. You got the thing in there. But don't you want to have to come back to the township board and say, Hi, I'm Mr. Smith. Let me introduce myself. These are the thoughts that I'm thinking about dressing up Mylan or doing whatever I want to do with Mylan Dragway. Let me lay this all out for you. I mean, you guys want to see that? or Because really, you're locked into, and, and I don't know if people truly understand this, you're locked into how it was raced before, which means... No new buildings, right? I mean, it's just... Yeah, anything that expands that use, um, so say they want to hold a concert. Yeah, they held a Lollapalooza once. That doesn't, that's not part of the nonconformity. I guarantee you that probably wasn't approved anyway. Um, wow. So, I mean, I could be wrong. I didn't see it in the file when I looked through those three inches of papers. Um, 
So say say they want to have concerts, they want to fly drones, they want to do drone races, they want to have a clown show. No, you can't because you didn't. You're still a nonconformity, and you're locked into doing only what you've done, existing in the way you've existed. That's what? it, and that that's a nonconformity. That's through state law and our zoning ordinance. And so if they go, you know what? I don't want to do that. I want to show you. Here's my dream. I want this to be the Disneyland of drag racing. I want this campground. I want this here. I want that here. And that's what I want to do. What do I got to do to have it and keep it safe from the future? And by the future, I mean a board or board members or members of the community influencing boards through votes because the dragway comes in. They still operate till after midnight, no berm. They still operate in a way they have the last years that alienates the people of the community that don't like it. The people that don't like it see a berm going up and these guys complying are going to go, hey, they're doing things to keep it quiet. Hell yeah. You know, good deal. Maybe I'll bring the grandkids because I'm not mad they're waking me up at 1 o'clock in the morning to keep me from going to church the next day. Any of those other complaints, you want to mitigate it the best you can. And they have a township ordinance. It, 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 we're, we're not out to get them unlike most other municipalities. And it's, <laughs> we're not out to get them. We have an ordinance for a racetrack. It's zoned in the right zoning. Do what you need to do to protect you in the future because like I well, let me back up a little bit to the not, not encouraging them to thrive so yeah they can't grow they can't expand they can't do really things any any different putting in new buildings and having a new venture venture you know what I mean so for some fancy bar that overlooks a track can't do it can't but if they come in and they go these are the things I want to do and then they get that approval which they're likely going to do as long as they're following the ordinance they can't deny it and Ten years down the road, somebody goes, hey, these people are nonconformity. Look what they've done. We're going to go after them. Nope, they're going to have a nice fine signed by me and the planning commission piece of paper in a set of minutes from the official planning commission uh, from the meeting that show the approvals, show the permission, show the legality, and show them that they're safe and they're good, no matter how pissed off people get later on down the road and who votes for who and however that wants to work out. They will be operating legally and not as a nonconformity, as a conforming use in the township that allows them to operate and in most cases wants them to you know yeah i mean we're just looking at that that whole thing of like yes you can beat the clock you can get that one race in but it doesn't matter because if you want to put in one bathroom or you want to remodel something or 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 you can't correct unless they come up and see you guys yeah okay I mean, it, it was as simple as you were saying it, but we, you sometimes we distill it so people can go, okay, I got that in my yeah. head now. All right, that's dandy. Last thing, because I know you got to rock. Berms. Tell us about berms are mandatory or are they an option? Uh, berms or a, a brick wall for noise attenuation is mandatory in the ordinance. Okay, no um, getting around that, right? There's no way that even if I gave you a, a Diet Orange Fago, you would say, eh, maybe not. Well, no, I don't take bribes, <laughs> Fago or not. Um, Coke Zeros are my favorite and still don't do it. Um, but, no, there's no way. That's a requirement, and it's not a dimensional standard, and the only variances we issue are for dimensional standards. The good thing is that they have to take, I can't remember the name of it exactly, it's an engineering impact study on noise. You know, the noise is this far from here, and it would take a six-foot berm or an eight-foot berm to mitigate it. That's the best benefit, because once they get that, and they go, you mean I can only put up a 10-foot berm, and I'm good? 10-foot berm, and there's plenty of dirt and sand around London Township, so that's going to help. It's almost perfect. It helps one local company 
to help another local venture, and it's going to probably lower cost because it's right there in the township, and it's not coming from 50 miles away, right? Right, yeah. So I see that as a win-win, and not only that, it's good for community support because the people that have the complaints and persistently don't want I was reading a post today about the, sale, the uh, presumed sale of the dragway, yeah. and they had a couple people thumbs down and, you know, that it's coming back, and people want it back. And I'm thinking, you don't like it because of the noise and the disrespect you felt because they would operate late. Now, what if there is the berm and the brick wall? You're going to get a lot more community support. And having the support of the community is going to help going forward. It's trying to make it quieter because they're going to be voting for people. It will cause you problems if you're not doing what you sh- you're supposed to do. You know? And why would anybody want to come in going, F you, I made the nonconformity, I'm doing what I want. That's dumb. That's just the stupidest. That, that's stupid. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So you're going to have a berm no matter what's going on there, guys. Whoever buys it, Mr. Smith, get ready with your shovel because you're putting up a berm, you know, or however else it goes. Now, again, honestly, lastly, because I know that I had this note in front of me forever and I better read it to you. Um, The folks, you've been doing this thing for Milan since, since you and I, you know, met there in front of the gate. And that was when we were in heavy jackets. Okay. Yeah. Wow, it's been that long, ain't it? Hey, baby. <laughs> Thankfully, hopefully, knock on, on wood or something, it's coming to you know an end in a couple of weeks or a month. You said a couple of weeks? Don't, don't, stop, don't, <laughs> you know, don't do that. Well, according to most people on social yeah. media, it's done sold, and they're yeah. finding workers already. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and um, do tell us, and matter of fact, that leads right into this, this note. Of all the people that you went in the track with 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 David Feindling, who is the receiver, and he is the, you know, the power of the court. You went down. Who were you with all the times that you went into uh, into Milan Dragway? Uh, went into Dave P. Dave Poucha. Okay, he was there for one of the visits, um, and I spoke with several others, but not in the Dragway itself. And I spoke to another set of potential buyers outside the gate. Okay, so who did you talk to outside the gate? That was uh, Bullock and Merlot. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so you saw them outside the gate. David P. was inside the gate. Now, when you were outside the gate, what was uh, David Finling with them? No, not at that time. Okay. All right. So the the folks, because we know of the free press article, and we know that that David Finling went in with David P. inside of the uh, place to look around inside of Milan to look around, kick the tires and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, those are the only, I mean, it's not a trick question because we're just trying to remember ourselves. Those yeah. are the only people that, that we, you know, that you went in with it physically yeah. into the place. Okay, David P. All right, fine. It's a beautiful Yeah, physically place. in was Dave P. I met with Dave Feinling. Um, I, I think he had, the very first time I met with him, uh, we were just kind of doing a walk-around inspection and me introducing ourselves so we sure. knew who was who and what was what and what was necessary for potential buyers in the future. There was a set of guys in a car, a really fancy car, that were supposed to be potential buyers, but I've seen nothing nor heard of them after that. So, Yeah, well, as you well know, I mean, what's down is up and what's up is down with this thing. I mean, it, it it's almost a fascination. Once it got past its soap opera kind of times, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a fascination now. And talking about fascination, we told you, yeah, 20 minutes, we'll be with you. All right, go get that ice. Go get that those cold drinks, man, and enjoy the rest of this day, won't you? 
Yeah, I, I gotta go to a Rotary Club meeting after here, so <sighs> I am good. And I've stayed plenty hydrated during the call, and the times I wasn't <laughs> exhausting all my breath, I went ahead and was sipping some of this nice cold peach iced tea. As you should. So, now, I mean, let's get, hopefully in the Rotary Club, they're not grabbing you and go, what'd you hear? What'd you hear? <laughs> no, funny story, though, if I got time, I was actually sure. in a big and tall, because I'm a large fella, and uh, I was in Taylor, near Southgate, at this big and tall store, DXL, I think's the name of it, sure. and uh, there's another big fella in there, and I don't know if I had my badge on or however we got talking to it. We started talking about, yeah, I'm a race fan, talking about Milan Dragway, and he started saying a bunch of stuff that wasn't true from stuff he heard, and I said, well, no, I'm the zoning administrator of the township, that's untrue, here's where we're at in the case, and so this stretches out pretty far, and then now the lady who actually rang me out was a friend and a fan of Twisted on the property, and she was expressing the things she heard. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not necessarily the Rotary, well, actually, the first meeting of the Rotary Club, they did ask me about the <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is that it's getting closer and closer to, because really, as far as we know, you know, this thing can't go on for too much longer. It it won't go on for, you know, everyone's going back into court, or they're scheduled to go back into court uh, September 2nd, I do believe, you know, September 2nd or 8th. All right, so that means everyone's going back. So by that time, you know, when we were in the court last Friday, you know, Finling said, David Finling said, you know, that it's like, okay, he's working with buyers, and, you know, he raised it anywhere to five to three. Okay, so there you go. You know, that's what everybody knows. Everything else, friends, is speculation. Unless somebody can come by and say, look, I got this piece of paper signed by David Finling uh, and everybody else involved with this, the place has not sold. And that's the bottom line. We don't just like... Ron Youngblood here, we don't chase down rumors because it's, and we'll say it a couple of different times, it's like teaching a pig to sing. It's a waste of your time and annoys the pig, you know? So mm-hmm. that's why you'll hear it from facts from us, and you'll hear the facts from folks like Ron Youngblood. All right, Ron. Now, now here's one thing, too, before you go, is that when we put the title up on this, we might not have to put your... Your title from the uh, township only because Facebook doesn't like it. <laughs> but we'll tuck it underneath it, so don't think we're dissing you, okay? No, no, not at all. I'm not an egotistical guy. I don't have to have yeah, a but title that's, out there. It is your title, and it, but what happens is they see something like mayor or, you yeah. know, and, and it, they get crazy. So, all right. Thanks a lot, Ron. Go get them, man. If we anytime, can. John. Anytime. Any questions, we're going to be asking you. Believe us me. Hang on the phone for just a second right now. Uh, oh, sure. We'll see those guys <laughs> with the painted faces. Kiss rock and roll all night here on CKWI Radio 76.